Welcome to my podcast, Everyday Sublime, shedding light on yin yoga and meditation. I'm your host, Josh Summers. I'm a yin yoga and meditation teacher and trainer, and I'm also a licensed acupuncturist. This podcast is intended to be an in-depth exploration of the intersections between yin yoga, Chinese medicine, and meditation. In this episode, I want to introduce you to some high-level bird's-eye concepts about meditation. I'll be tackling what meditation is, ways of looking at different kinds of meditation in terms of their approach and type, and I'll be introducing you to a style of meditation that I'll call a yin approach to meditation that can, I hope, release you and your students potentially from the many problems associated with yang styles of meditation. Okay, so let's get started. So what is meditation? What are we really doing when we meditate? Or what does it mean to practice meditation? I'll be looking at these questions in this lesson. Simply put, I think meditation is a kind of mental training. And within that training, it's a way to get to know yourself better. So meditation develops certain qualities of your mind. Certain qualities get trained. And for thousands of years, this meditative or mental training was usually practiced within spiritual and religious communities, often requiring a fair amount of faith, belief, and superstition on behalf of the student or practitioner. But now, there is a renaissance underway, I believe, and it's ushering in a new way of practicing and thinking about meditation. But the term itself, meditation, is really pretty broad and vague. To say, I practice meditation, is really about as specific as saying, uh, I play sports. Just like there are many different kinds of sports involving different aptitudes and physical skills, there are many different kinds of meditation involving different mental skills. For example, some types of meditation strengthen focus, others cultivate feelings of love and compassion, and others develop a kind of moment-to-moment awareness of whatever is happening right now. In other words, different types of meditation train different mental skills. Now, as a way to help you make sense of all the different kinds of meditation, I'll be breaking down meditation into two general approaches, which I'll refer to as a yin approach to meditation and a yang approach to meditation, or simply sometimes I just say yin meditation and yang meditation. Later on, I'll analyze these two broad types of meditation known as concentration and open awareness meditation. Now you might be thinking, what? There are approaches and types to meditation? What's the difference, and why is that even important? Okay, so before I get into that, first some disclaimers. The difference between approaches and types of meditation, I acknowledge, is a bit arbitrary. It could be confusing, and it does contain a fair amount of redundancy. That said... I still think there's value in making a distinction between approaches and types of meditation. And that distinction is this. If you're able to understand these two broad approaches to meditation and these two broad types of meditation, you'll be able to understand virtually any form of meditation that exists. 
So let's look at the difference and let's start with approaches first. What does it mean to have an approach to meditation? An approach to meditation refers to the intention and attitude you have while practicing meditation. It's the way you work with a technique or the way you, well, it's the way you approach what you're doing in the meditation. Think of the way you might approach talking to a coworker about something sensitive, such as maybe their poor performance on a recent presentation. Do you approach the conversation gently and bring up the topic with some degree of delicacy? Or do you approach them directly, boldly, stating your honest opinion? Let's make a parallel now to meditation. For example, in meditation, do you focus on the breath with an alert vigilance? Or do you allow the mind to settle on the breath whenever your attention happens to land on the breath spontaneously? Let's consider another parallel, this time from the sports world. In sports, you'll often hear how a team plays either a defensive game or an offensive game. Although the teams are playing the same sport, their approach to the game will be different. They may have a defensive approach or an offensive approach. And in the same way, your approach to meditation will influence how you engage with your particular practice. Some approaches to meditation are very direct and active. In other words, they'll say, do this while you practice meditation. And I'll be referring to these styles as yang approaches to meditation. While other approaches to meditation are more receptive, passive, and open-ended, and I'll be referring to these as yin approaches to meditation. We'll cover those in the next lesson, but first, let's talk about the different types of meditation in contrast to approaches to meditation. In contrast to different approaches to meditation, whenever you meditate, you will also be practicing a specific type or kind of meditation. So back to the sports analogy for a second. While there are different approaches to a specific sport, different sports also train different types of athleticism. Players might isolate particular skills or capacities to work on specific to each sport or specific to different sports. For instance, a basketball player might work on his or her rebounding technique or practice shooting free throws. Meditation is the same way. You can isolate particular skills and different types of meditation train different skills of attention. For a second, let's return back to that example of your coworker. Perhaps there are these different scenarios in which you can engage the coworker. There might be the scenario where you give them feedback on their performance on that presentation, or there might be a scenario where you talk about making plans for the after-work social gathering that you have. Or you might simply need to clear up some kind of simple misunderstanding you had while texting. In each of these cases, the very type of communication you use will serve different purposes and lead to different outcomes. And you'd approach each of these conversations a little differently because they contain different nuances and different needs. Now, you might not think of it like this, but in many ways, meditation is quite similar. There are hundreds of types of meditation out there, each with different intentions and outcomes. Some types of meditation aim to create blissful states of mind, others to develop feelings of love and compassion, others work on strengthening focus and concentration, while still others emphasize a heightened overall awareness. Now, of course, some of these types will have overlapping outcomes. I don't deny that. But I still think that it's incredibly valuable to be aware of what type of meditation you are practicing 
And by having this knowledge, that will help you practice that meditation more intelligently and perhaps even more successfully. Okay, I'd like to consider some of the preconceptions about meditation that I find that many people have. Usually, they hold these preconceptions unconsciously or subconsciously. So what do you think of when you think of meditation? If you're like many people, doing meditation usually involves some of the following. First, you might sit down in a meditation posture, maybe sitting cross-legged on the floor or upright in a chair. And then from that posture, you do some kind of meditative technique, such as repeating a verbal phrase or mantra, or maybe you watch your breath, or you focus your attention on a physical sensation like the touch of your hands. And while doing that, you probably notice from time to time that while doing this practice, your mind frequently wanders away. And each time you become aware of that fact, by following the instructions, you might try to gently and non-judgmentally bring your attention back to either the mantra, breath, or sensation. Now, after doing this practice for some time, you will either feel calmer, grounded, and more peaceful, indicating, hooray, you succeeded, success, or you'll feel irritated, hopeless, frustrated, like you failed. In other words, your perceived sense of success or failure at meditation is often based on how well you're able to stay with the thing that you're trying to focus on. So if you've ever tried meditating, doesn't this sound all too familiar? But here's the thing. What I described above is what I would call a yang form of meditation. It's also a concentration type of meditation, which I'll come back to soon but I call it a yang type of meditation because there is a specific agenda to focus on a specific thing. Your approach is to actively direct your attention to focus on either the mantra, breath, or physical sensation. And this yang approach to practice is, hands down in my opinion, the most popular or predominant approach to meditation. It's what everyone thinks of when they think about meditation. But it's really only half the picture, just like yang yoga is only half the picture of yoga. There are other approaches to meditation that are more yin in nature. These forms of meditation are gentler, softer, more receptive, and they will lead you to different kinds of experiences, outcomes, and I would even argue they will help develop different mental skills or capacities. Okay, I'm going to stop there for now. And in the next episode of the Everyday Sublime podcast, I'll be talking about the main differences between a yin and yang approach to meditation. If you'd like to follow along with the Everyday Sublime, please subscribe in iTunes. I left a link in the show notes for you, or you can subscribe directly on my site at joshsummers.net forward slash subscribe. Thanks so much for listening today, and I'll see you in the next episode.